It's Honey, the podcast. All right, honeybees, we are back for part two of our surrogacy episode. Oh boy, with Brian, say hello. We're back. We're back. Thanks for waiting for it. Yes, and he has promised a good birthing story. So to recap, in the last episode, again, do not listen to this one until you've listened to the episode that precedes it, because you will be kind of coming in during the second half of the movie. Um, <laughs> we've gone over the surrogacy journey and um, I was a surrogate to Rachel um, for Brian and Greg and his husband and that is now Michael's sister. So we are just um, getting a little bit more in depth with our story <laughs> now and he has promised us a story so lay it on us <laughs> yeah i want to hear this have you not heard this Allison? not your side no okay well it may it may be, it be totally different because you know when you're in that kind of trauma you know, <laughs> for those of you who haven't figured it out yet tiffany has a lot of again i call it leadership I, it's all leadership. She's a leader, and she had everything mapped out in her life of how this baby was going to be born, and she wanted a certain doctor to give birth to that baby. She okay. wanted it to be at this time and all this stuff down to the day and everything. So, you know, we're hitting that uh, whole Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> we're hitting Memorial Day weekend, and they were like, if you carry that long, then we're going to induce. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so the joy was she hadn't had the baby yet. Mm-hmm. The doctor said, I don't want to work on Memorial Day, so let's induce early and get this done. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and Tiffany was so solid about it will be this doctor delivering this baby. So um, she calls and she's like, okay, it's time to guess we're going to the hospital. I want you to go with me. You know, I've always kind of been, even through Michael's uh, birth, I was the one that held the bio mom's hand and mm-hmm. walked ah. through the whole process and was in the birthing room. Never wanted to be in a birthing room, but it's just how it all worked out for me. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, because I'm a gold star gay. <laughs> if you don't know what gold star gay is, you know, there's double gold star gay, which means you were born through C section, like, which means you've never been around lady parts. Uh, I wasn't born C section. So I can't claim that. That's the only time I've been around lady parts. Uh, so I, I'm one that never really wanted to be in a birthing room. Um, so, you know, Tiffany was like, okay, we'll go in the hospital. We checked into our Airbnb vacation rental uh, there in Huntsville. And so she and I took our happy butts down into the hospital and walked in. Uh, what was it like walking in that hospital with me that I night? Was, I felt really comforted that you were there with me, mm-hmm. but I was really nervous. The only thing the entire... I had a really good pregnancy. The only thing that scared me was like, she has gotten so big and now she has to come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we were going to the hospital because she was going to come out. And so... I was real nervous about the whole baby coming out part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was anxious about that. So, Allison, have you ever thought about childbirth? I'd rather not. No? <laughs> I mean, no. I was in the room when my sister, my middle sister had uh, either two or three of her kids. I'm not <clears throat> really sure. Um, I just, it, I would not like to participate but thank you yeah well you know and going into we walk into that hospital and you're like okay this is going to happen uh so we we get into this birthing suite um and i'm going to sleep on the couch next to her all night and uh you know we're expecting them to start inducing labor the next morning it's late at night the doctor's going to come in about eight o'clock greg's back in our airbnb my mom and dad's back in the airbnb michael's sound asleep in his room all this stuff and and uh, 
about, you know, we're listening to Backstreet Boys and we're listening to <laughs> the whole album and singing along. And all of a sudden, you know, Timmy looks at me and she goes, I got to poop. I've really got to poop. Oh, go poop. Don't tell me I don't want to hear about your poop. Go poop. And I'm like, but y'all know what they say about when you have to poop. Like, No, you did you not. Like, no, I mean, but that was what you, I was thinking. I didn't did say that to you. did not say that to me. No, but I was just like, that. that's why I announced it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm usually very coy, very coy about my poops. Like, okay, it's well. true. I just stealth away but, and then true. I reappear. Like, when we were dating, she would like leave. I her. left. I went number That's two at the episode. murder gas station we were dating. Couple pooping. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she would leave my house to go to this gas station down the road where somebody had been murdered. Recently. <laughs> I was like, I don't to care. use the bathroom there to the poop rather was, than there in, was no poopery. <clears throat> bathroom was connected to the bedroom. That is not sexy. No, in the living room. No, so, I mean it was it was like you could hear it. Okay, and, I get well, it, y'all but. got me on the whole uh, five love languages when y'all talk about Dutch ovens, uh-huh. and I was like, are they talking about a real oven or are they really talking about a Dutch oven? So anyway, so you know, so she's like, I gotta poop. And I'm like, go poop. And so, you know, um, she goes in there and she goes, I can't poop. And I'm like, okay. So she come back and literally, I mean, it's two, three in the morning. Mm -hmm. We're just hanging on the couch and and she's saying, I got to poop. I got to poop. And then all of a sudden she's like, this baby's coming out of me. Mm. I mean, you know, you hear these birth processes and it's supposed to be like this long, long, agonist. Drawn out. She's at two millimeters. She's at one centimeter. I was stuck. Brian. The last time that anything happened, I was sitting on the toilet and I called you into the bathroom and I said, Brian, I can't get up. Mm-hmm. And she was so about this doctor being there. I mean, she was like, no man will deliver this baby. I did not want to do that. She, she, her head started spinning. No man. I mean, no man. You know, and, you know, and so it's like our whole perfect scenario of in, you know inducing labor uh, that doctor coming in was all crashing down in front of our eyes and it was like get back at me you know? <laughs> <laughs> can't happen right now and so she's like I think this baby's coming I'm like oh no I'm about to deliver this baby I thought literally I'm going to be going to see the innards <laughs> you know and there was none of this you know she's at two centimeters she's at one centimeter it was like she went from like zero to baby yeah. <laughs> you know down there in no time and it's like oh no this is happening so I pick up the phone and I'm like Greg get here now <laughs> and the you know, nurses were like this baby's on its way out so all the nurses there was like three nurses start coming in because you know they're down at the nurses station just right. hanging right. out right. they're not expecting to deliver a baby no. they don't have time to call the doctor because uh, Rachel said you know <laughs> swing the gate open wide I'm coming yeah. here I am yeah and so um, I call I, I call Greg I'm like get here now because the job is I take care of mom he takes care of baby mm-hmm. because when this happens for those of you who haven't been through this process it's crazy in there oh yeah it's crazy and I didn't want to leave her because Tiffany is like my daughter right. at this point and I'm like I love Rachel and she's already about to come out of here mm-hmm. but um Tiffany's mine and I got to yeah. take care of her mm-hmm. and there's nobody to take care of both of them here. Mm-hmm. So um, that's when I stepped behind the curtain and if you heard the other episode, we have this video that uh, Rachel <laughs> always watches and you literally hear uh, Tiffany go, what is that? <laughs> what is it? Get it out of me! And she's just screaming. Um, but it was really short. It wasn't this dramatic, long... She- 
And that's the the part that she's told me was that somebody put something else. It was a hand. I think they were checking. I think you can hear it in the video. I think that she says, sweetheart, it's my hand. And I was like, oh, okay, it's not comfortable or something yeah. like that. But I that's, didn't like that's what she That's what she's always told me. She was like, they did something. And other than that, it was fine. And I step behind the curtain. I start praying, dear <laughs> Lord Jesus in heaven, help us here because this baby's coming. I'm by myself. And then the baby's out. I mean, Rachel came in like... 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was the fastest thing I've ever seen in my life. I called Greg again. My parents are up at this point. Everybody's trying to get, you know, they're taking care of Michael. And yeah. Greg's like, Mom, I call mom. I'm like, tell Greg to get here now. Rachel is here. And mom's like, well, he's in the shower. I'm like, tell him to leave the soap on him. I don't care about him being clean. Get out here, dirt, just wet and right. soapy. And so um, he got there magically fast and was able to, you know, I still was dealing with both uh, both Rachel and uh, Tiffany both. And it was so funny because after it was over, you know, Tiffany looked at me and she goes, well, I'll do that again. That was fun. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, who says that? Right? She goes, do you want to have another one? I'm like, you're like, you're placenta hanging out right now. Can you, can you please just stop? <laughs> That's going to be tucked back in there, honey. Just stop right now. She goes, but it was really good. Backstreet Boys, you know. And right. We oh, so, yeah. my gosh. It was a beautiful, beautiful birth. The doctor wasn't there. It was butt crack. Of, it wasn't even dawn yet. It was so early. Yeah. 4.47? Oh, my gosh. It was so mm-hmm. early. And, um, yeah. And it just... No it's induction. Just, she was just like, nope, I don't, I don't need it. You just just give give me a moment. Yeah. Just a moment. Thank you. Well, and, and one thing we didn't talk about in the first episode at all was kind of like when we found out that we were having a girl. Because mm-hmm. Tiffany had told us she has a history of twins. Uh-huh. Do you know this, Allison? Do you uh-huh. know no. I've told you that before. Okay, so that I remember right now. <laughs> no. Yeah, and I think that it's supposed to be. So I wonder if it'll be... Because it's supposed to be our generation, so I don't know if it'll be me or Jawan that's like due for the twins. Mm. But it'll yeah. probably be him with his look. Oh god! I hope not. So we were we were planning. We thought we may have twins. Mm-hmm. We don't want twins, <laughs> but um, we will absolutely, obviously, take twins. Right. Um, so uh, you know, it was a joy to find out. You know, when I found out we were having a little girl, I was like, yay! Because when I went in, to, when we went for the ultrasound that day, you know, she and I and Olivia went in, and uh, you know. And I was like, I want to be a girl really bad. Mm-hmm. Why? I, having the boy already. Okay. It's like, I'd love to have a little girl, um, and, but didn't think about it. Yeah. And then when we saw that there, that, that there were, you know, <clears throat> no, no boy parts, it's like, it's a girl. And then I freaked out. I'm like, oh, no, it's a girl. Oh, no, I don't know anything about girls. Nothing. I've had a brother and my dad and my mom, and I know nothing about girls. And then he comes back to visit me one day, and then there's, you just got this bucket of just hair bows. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was like, it's so many bows, Tiffany. I can't stop buying bows. Yeah, and I'm still buying bows. I was Actually, about to say, you just posted yeah. today about uh, you needed bows Rachel that wouldn't loves fall a apart. Big bow. And like... Yeah. Well, she sleeps in them. She, you know, she keeps braids all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. she's into, she doesn't like to have her hair, quote unquote, poofy. Uh You know, we love it. Her hair, you should see it natural. It is Uh the most gorgeous. It's, you know, got ringlets and everything, but she doesn't like it. She calls it poofy Mm -hmm. and she wants her braids all the time. And she loves shaking her heads and hearing the braids go all the time. I was the same way. The beads on the end was my favorite hairstyle when I was a kid. So Tiffany just got her hair braided today or rebraided today and came back in like shaking her hair. 
hair like this when she walked back into the house. I know y'all can't see me, but it's shaking back up. Well, and people don't, I didn't understand about braids, okay, because I'm going to tell you. Same. Uh, people of color hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, I'm a bald guy. Mm-hmm. And, it's a whole different world. And when oh. I had hair, it was awful. <laughs> and I guess when I found out I was going to be a girl, that was probably one of the scariest things was was the it's whole. black girl hair. African <laughs> hair movement. Yeah, yeah, you're like, oh. <laughs> and I didn't understand that braids were about protection. Uh-huh. And keeping from breaking and. And, you know, because we were just, I mean, we were those guys. You know, I don't know if you've seen the Wanda Sykes comedy routine. I don't want to go into it because <laughs> I don't think as a white person I should go into that. But you've seen the Wanda Sykes routine about doing pe- uh-huh. children of color's hair, what you need to do. Go Google it and watch it yourself. I'm not going to say it as a, as a white guy. It's hilarious. Uh, but it's hilarious. That was my experience. People were looking at our, our son because uh, we didn't cut his hair for two years. And mm-hmm. he, just, he, he just looked like a mess. When we met you, his hair was a big old mess. So, um, you know, learning about the hair and how mm-hmm. that it has to be protected and the beads are part of the protection and uh, and, and that evolution of hair. She she wants long flowing mermaid hair mm-hmm. and she would love your hair right and now. And if you keep it braided up, oh my gosh, it'll be because my hair grows really, really thick and it grows really, really fast and it's got some coarseness to it. So if you keep it tame, by the time she is up and it's her responsibility, it'll be, it'll just be so much. It'll be so much hair. Well, I would have never put a bow with braids. To me, that's just kind of like putting suspenders with a belt. Mm-hmm. You just don't do that. Mm-hmm. Why do you need both? Uh, but all the little other girls uh, of all colors, they all put these humongous, ridiculous bows in their hair and mm-hmm. she loves it. And so yeah. she's like, she wants to wear bows and so she's going to have bows and braids. Oh, I always hated bows growing up. My mom of course had you like, did. <sighs> yeah, like we would go to church and I had a whole like bow ribbon on oh. the back of my door <laughs> where they all were. Mom loved them. And yeah. I was over here like, please get this damn thing out of my hair. But you had so much hair too. Tell them how long your hair oh, was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My hair up until first grade was down past my butt. Oh, you had Pentecostal hair? Yeah. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. Did you wear culottes? Uh, no. Do you know what a culotte is? No. It's but that I denim skirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I didn't wear that. <laughs> Yeah, no, like a Pentecostal no. woman. No, there. I wore frilly socks um, oh. and like the frilly smock dresses and stuff. Yeah. 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 So having a girl is is a is a is a change, and you know, um, so walking into that labor room and knowing you're having a girl, and then walking out with this little girl. The things they don't tell you, little girls do at birth. Uh, we didn't know that little girls had a a period. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're having a little girl and you're a father listening to this, uh, or you didn't know about this, little girls have periods after they're born mm-hmm. and it's where they're secreting the hormones of their biological mother mm-hmm. through their vagina. And so we completely <laughs> lost, freaked out because we're like, she's bleeding. Yeah. And so we freak out and they're like, oh no, this is normal. This is, you know, they have See, this. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And I'm over here like, oh my God, I would have freaked out too. I would have been like, oh my God, what? My yeah. the broken. baby is dying. <laughs> yeah, and, we gotta get rushed to the hospital. You know, there's all these these gross things that happen in all bodies, whether it be a boy or a girl. You know, and we had little code names that were like we would call one of the things we called it unicorn fairy glitter instead of what it really would call. It. And I can't say it because I'll hurl on the mic right now. But we had this, you know, these codes for it. it's like, oh, the unicorn fairy slime is here. You know, uh. you know, and so you know, having a little girl was a Big adjustment there, mm-hmm. um, but you know that hospital experience. Uh, what was it like for you, Tiffany? Like um, once that was over, and you know it got out of me. You know that <laughs> whole thing. What was it like for you? Um, 
the hospital experience was fine. Um, I very distinctly remember that I was like willing to fight somebody for a shower. I was just like, okay, great. Kid's great. Wonderful. She is really screechy. So I love you guys. But can you go across the hall? Thank you very much. Um, and then I was like, I don't need the IV anymore. I'm not going to let you give me any medication. I would just really like a shower. Um, but aside from that, <laughs> I just had a brain fart. What? She said, Brian, no, this is Tiffany. No matter what, Allison, she looked at me and I, she goes, don't let me get an epidural. Yes. At any cost, Brian. Yes. Don't let me do it. She goes, if I beg for it, <laughs> don't you dare let me have an epidural. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Because when Tiffany tells you something, you do it. Okay. She's as sweet as honey. But when she tells you something, she means it. So, you know, we're going through this whole pooping thing and it's time for the baby to come and all this uh -huh. stuff. And she looks at me and she's like, I want an epidural. And I'm like, honey, no. She, I want. I mean, it's like these heads. She grew like four heads. I want an epidural. I was really freaked out that the pain was going to get. And so I look at them and, and, and I'm like, Tiffany, honey. And, I, and she's holding my hand. And she's like, you gritting her teeth. I'm telling you, Brian, you better get me an epidural. And I'm like, you told me not to at all costs. I don't care what I said. And I really you know, didn't want it. And it was irrational. And so I went to the nurses. I'm like, give her an epidural. And they're like, it's too late at this point. And she's like, no. No, they didn't even know, remember, because they had given me, like, I distinctly remember being in bed before, like before she was born. And then I kept having to get up. And then finally getting stuck. And I was like, is the pain going to be worse than this? Because if it gets worse, I can't do it. I didn't know that the baby was... I was just like, well, nobody's taking me seriously. So they have seen this a lot of times. I know that it feels weird, but... You know, and no, it was nothing. So the anesthesiologist came in and they were prepping my back to get that, to put that needle in. And then I got still and they were just like, the baby's coming and flipped mm -hmm. me over. And that's when she was They're like, it's too late. But yeah. had I known that, you know, that was the that, worst, that was, that was the peak. Yeah. I would have been okay. Yeah. But I was just like, if it gets worse than this, I'm going <laughs> to die. Yeah. And I felt so guilty because it's like, oh no, she's begged me not to let her have an epidural. And I'm saying yes. And then after this is all over, she's going to kill me. Um, so anyway, that was one and fun part we left out of the birth. Oh I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, oh, Get her okay, what she wants. Great. She says she wants an epidural. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just do it. I yeah. didn't. My mom had a lot of complications from that still, even in her life, and I, I did not want those complications, mm -hmm. and I'm so glad that I, I didn't lead to that. You know, their hospital experience was spectacular. Mm -hmm. You know, Tiffany had her room. We had our room, but mm -hmm. we kept going back and forth, and mm -hmm. there's that time where, you know, I think... And this is the rudest question you can ever ask a family going through this. Don't ever ask this question if you have a friend who's going through surrogacy, adoption, fostering, whatever. The the what question if she of death. Her mind? Say it again. What if she changes her mind? The rudest question in the world. Do you not think we all worry about that? That is the deepest, darkest fear of everyone going through this. And you just have to bring it up again? Mm -hmm. Rude. Stop. Right. And so, you know, you're going through these 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 mind games of like, but we didn't have it we at all. There was no concern about that. It was like, you know, do you want some time with Rachel? And she'd be like, eh, you know, if you want to, bring her over. No big deal. Otherwise, mm -hmm. just come hang out with me. Let's watch some TV, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm over here writing. Um, it, uh, Rachel was actually born on Greg's birthday, May 28th. Mm -hmm. So they share a birthday. So we went and got this half cake that was half Greg, half Rachel. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, and so uh, there was none of that weirdness mm -mm. of any of that. Um, if she had changed her mind... I knew that we would be peace and I had a family no matter mm -hmm. what. 
Um, and I knew that God was in control. And for those of you who are faith uh, listening, or if you're not a faith, I mean, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, with my husband being a pastor, uh, we really believe in faith. And I knew that in my faith tells me that God's in control of those situations. Mm-hmm. And um, we knew it was all going to work out. And so we just had this great time in the hospital. And uh, probably the sweetest thing, and this is probably where I'll cry at this podcast, was um, I, I looked at her and I you know, because the, the doctor said, you know, Tiffany can go home. Um, we're going to keep Rachel just a little bit longer, but Tiffany's okay to go home. And I just started bawling my eyes out because I'm like, I don't want her to go because this is possibly the end of the journey. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want the journey to end. Yeah. And so um, they went over to, uh, I went over to her and she goes, I'm not leaving yet. She goes, I'm going to stay for you guys. Yeah. I wanted to stay another day. She stayed another whole day just yeah. for us. And you know how healthcare is. You don't they kick you out of the hospital, but she's like, I'm staying. And uh, it was another just holding on to that moment of this beauty of, of, of the gift, the beauty of the moment of it all, and how beautiful it was. And I remember sitting that night and, and writing this whole um, Facebook post about this journey and just how it really amplified it and, and resonated with so many people that someone could be your hero. And I look at you right now and you're my hero. I love you so much. I love you. Um, and the and the amazing gift that you continue to give. I mean, to this family, um, and um, and just the the mentorship. And we don't talk every day. We don't talk every week. Uh, we're like we're like you know real family. And mm-hmm. you know, I'll just text out a random and say, "Are you watching this right now?" Or you know, <laughs> you know, something completely random. But you know, it was just uh, one of the most beautiful things. What was it like on your side? The same. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still really a, like I said, just a transitional period, just of just exponential growth for me, and I feel like you helped me a lot through that. I mean, through the hard things and going through all these other things. I feel like it was really you that just kind of sat me down, and you were just like, even beyond, because this was after you know she was months old at this point, and we were still able to kind of get together mm-hmm. and spend time with each other. Um, just for us to be able to talk about, um, like I just feel like <laughs> I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Um, yeah, it was just you cry. that kind of sat me down and you were just like, this is what family's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be where you feel loved and you feel accepted and you feel just cared for. Mm-hmm. And then there's nothing that's going to happen that's going to make me take that from you or that's going to change that. Mm-hmm. Because I've always kind of been in a place where it's been more conditional than mm-hmm. unconditional. So I think that that was kind of like a a big mm-hmm. moment that I was just like, this feels really, really good. This, I mean, like, even to this day, you know, like, all that I want, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, do you want me to come lick envelopes? I will be in Nashville. Just let me come. Just, just yeah. I just want to give your head a kiss. And that, I think, was my biggest takeaway from that was just kind of getting rooted in that. And I think that that is ultimately like kind of like the little soil underneath the ashes that was able, I can put my little seed in and water it, and then it can grow into this person that can tackle the hard stuff and figure these things out. And I'm just like, I'm worthy. And that led to all these other things from just this experience. She was the Renaissance we talked about in the first episode. You know, Rachel became the uh, personification of the Renaissance of Tiffany. Yeah. 
and um, and to see this beautiful person live the life that you wanted her to live Mm -hmm. and the life that you were like, okay, this is the Phoenix rising. And this is a parallel life of everything I'd ever dreamed of mm-hmm. in my own life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and we feel that responsibility and that stewardship mm-hmm. to make sure that she, um, she lives up to her strong bio mom, tummy mommy's um, process on that. Because it's, it's, it's very special to us. It is so special. It is. I know. <laughs> There's Kleenex right over there. <laughs> right on the shelf right there. Oh, Kleenex. Thanks, yeah. Uh, because you know it, it, it's such a, a, an amazing gift, and I, I look at the the process we went through, um, the emotional journey of it, um, and um, and how it just got sweeter and sweeter. You know, um, Allison, I'll be honest with you. When I found out she was get, met you and she was serious about you, I was like, she ain't serious about anybody. You mm-hmm. know, when she told me, I was like, oh no, because I thought, what if this? Because again, those those fears come back of like, mm-hmm. what if. Allison's like, I've always wanted a baby. I have to have a baby. <laughs> and then she starts going into it while legally there's nothing that can be happen. happen right. It still Emotional. scares you. Yeah. Did you think yeah. that we would think that, Allison, ever? Um, I was worried about your perception of me, but not in that aspect. I was more worried in the familial aspect. Okay. You know, it was kind of like meeting dads, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I wasn't as nervous to meet her mom as I was to meet you and Greg for the first time. What has she built up in your mind about us? Y'all, she, I don't think that she could speak more highly of two people than she's spoken of y'all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's a high standard cause she either. She's tough. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she's tough. She yeah. is. Yeah, and she you is. have to earn her respect and, and. Uh, even her love sometimes because she has been so hurt in that uh, that her guard is up. Mm-hmm. And so for her to speak the way that she does about y'all, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> like this is who I need to impress. These are the people that actually matter. And that sounds terrible to say out loud okay. on the familial side of that. But y'all are her family. Y'all mm-hmm. are the chosen family. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's even more special because... You chose it. Yeah. Uh, and you made that decision to stay that way. So to me, I just like seeing Rachel grow up and be happy and see those little bits of Tiffany in her, like I said in the last episode. Uh, But I'm also super grateful that, because Tiffany has expressed so much uh, gratitude for the way that y'all raise her and the way that y'all love her. Mm -hmm. Uh, That it's just, it's never been a, oh, I want that, or, oh, I've never felt possessive over Rachel by any means. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's something that it's y'all's. And I'm, it's kind of like I get to watch it from Mm -hmm. uh, almost like an aunt perspective, right? And that's kind of how I feel about my own nieces and nephews. I kind of have those same vibes towards her. So, And I have this vision of us like at, at, um, you know, one day at Rachel's Rachel's wedding Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and you coming down the aisle and having your seat and, and Allison escorting you down the aisle. And then, you know, my mom coming in and, you know, Michael coming in, you know, and I have this wedding, this vision of my mind. It's like one day Rachel's going to find the man or woman of her dreams. Um, and she's going to marry that person and y'all are going to be there. You know, and I hadn't even thought 
Oh, yeah. about I think about that. things like that too, all of yeah. the time. Well, that I makes wonder sense for a lot <laughs> about what type of involvement she will want to have because I'm yeah. happy to be involved mm-hmm. in any capacity yeah. that she'll have me, but I absolutely mm-hmm. want that to be her choice. And just right. in the journaling, I'm just like, you know, I just wonder what this will be like. And, you know, from what, it, you know, what I can see now, I just comment a lot about the experience and just being in the present, but I always just want it to be a constant thing that she just knows that I'm just here. You know, I'm always going to mm-hmm. respect her space and then just kind of when she is, you know, of age to be able to make those decisions because I think that it's, good to you know allow yeah. people to have the types of relationships that they want to cultivate mm-hmm. um and i absolutely respect that and I, I think about things like that all the time like i wonder what type of sports you know she'll want to play if at all when she gets older what type of activity she'll want to do or if she'll really be into cars or if she'll really be into, into doing creative things and, or, and into the music and stuff you were talking about that question. the other day That's uh-huh. what I'm <laughs> you were talking about that the other day about how um you weren't jealous, but you were just so excited that she has the opportunity to develop that create mm-hmm. creativity. Yeah. Because you didn't discover your musicality until, until like way later. Yeah. Y'all, way she later. can sing. Tiffany and, has a beautiful voice. I came voice. out of the music industry. So I worked in the music <laughs> industry for 10 years here in Nashville. So I'm very snobby. Mm-hmm. This little girl can like, she goes into her head voice. She can stay in tune. My father's a guitarist. So he'll like change the keys on her and see if she'll stay with it. And she'll, she'll change octave she'll yep. ch- change the key and she's got the sweet she's like the voice that you want to hear on a recording like when you listen to the greatest showman and the little yeah. kids sing she can do that um and she That's she precious. sings just fine by mary j blige and she gets that you know she gets that finger going there and she gets her little <laughs> fake makeup compact and puts her makeup on while she's singing it it's absolutely hilarious Rachel. but she uh you know she's a she's an amazing little bundle of, of joy and talent. Um, she is a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. We had talked about that in another episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, I make no excuses for her leadership. Um, I encourage her leadership and, uh, she will be, uh, I always said if I had to send one of my two children into the wild to survive, it would be Rachel mm-hmm. because she would like <laughs> run and be like, yay. I mean, when we dropped her off at kindergarten, she, I mean, you have five days where the, the child has to actually go down the sidewalk by themselves after five days. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't go with the, the with mm. the, the parents. Aww. And so first day I'm like trying to get out the door and she's already halfway down the sidewalk <laughs> waving. She's so unbelievably independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could send her out into the wild and she would survive and actually thrive mm-hmm. uh, whereas Michael would be like oh, I can't get off the front porch I'm gonna die yeah. you know um, she is uh, uh, she's very uh, intelligent um, we have very high standards because of ex- expectations because of Tiffany mm-hmm. uh, and you know we had low expectations for Micah because he came from a different background mm-hmm. that wasn't as blessed as um, as Rachel's background but um, we'll see. You know, she's uh, doing really well in school, and she absolutely loves it. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, she's uh, a very well-adjusted. I know some people, you know, uh, you may ask, you know, what's it like for a little girl not to have um, uh, a female in her life? I mean, do you all think about those things at all? I do, and that's actually a question that I've been asked before. And About Rachel? 
yeah just okay. yeah it, about that just in general just How talking do you handle with it? friends about i mean i just say you know i don't really think that the gender of your parents is going to matter i don't think that that presence is lost especially because we think about you know godmother there's lots of women influences in mm-hmm. rachel's life so i'm not worried that she won't have that the most important thing for a child and i, I mean like i will debate anybody with this is just to have functionality to have compassion to have love it doesn't matter what the family background looks like if it's stable and if it's love filled i think that that's really all that a child needs is just for somebody to guide them and to love them and then they'll develop into functional human beings i don't think that your gender has anything to do with that your gender identity expression any of that see in my opinion it's kind of the same because to answer your question have i thought about that no (laughs) because i just see her being loved and that's all that right Mm -hmm. That's that's all you know, that I think about. And the things you don't think about are the common sense things. Mm-hmm. Like little girls love to sleep, sneak into mommy's closets mm-hmm. and they love putting on high heel shoes. Mm-hmm. They love getting into mommy's makeup. Mm-hmm. That's what little girls do. Mm-hmm. And I realized I had this whoa moment. It's like, wait, we don't have high heel shoes. We don't have you know, bags of purses for her to break into. We don't have makeup for her to sneak in and come out looking like a clown. Mm-hmm. We don't what have that. terrible gay men I that you don't have those. experiences as a child. Thank you, horrible gay men. Yeah, you know. Jesus. But see, most little girls do, and mm-hmm. Esther's a girly girl. Mm-hmm. Girly, girly girl. Um, and so um, I went and got her some high heel shoes. And I went put them in my closet. I, I had a girlfriend of mine who's got great taste in shoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, I said, do you have any old shoes? She goes, oh, yeah. So like $400 gorgeous $900 shoes. Mm-hmm. What size shoe does she wear? I know, no, exactly. <laughs> and so I put them, and I got some purses, and I put them in my closet. And I said, now, Rachel, these are mine. Mm-hmm. You cannot touch these. These are mine. <laughs> And within about 10 minutes, she comes out clopping in the high heels <laughs> uh, with a purse on. And then, of course, got her eco-friendly makeup because mm-hmm. I'm not going to put chemicals on mm-hmm. my child. Uh, and so she has her own makeup table and makes herself up. And it's just little things like that that, you know, um, she thinks through. You know, we had last weekend, we went to a mermaid breakfast with an, with other mommies and their daughters, and I was there, and you know, and the other moms are just kind of like they, they love having us around. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I, I don't really try to get caught up in the gender because I think you can be all things to a child. I do worry about when she actually does get her period one day. That's mm-hmm. my biggest fear. And I'll be saying, Tiffany. Call me. Call me. Call me. Call me. You stop me. I will, say, we will make a trip. See, like, I'm I wish that I would death. have had a Tiffany when I first started because, like, my mom tried to explain it to the best of her ability, but she's so uncomfortable with it that it made me very uncomfortable and with it. And I am just wide what open. What would you say to her? about everything. Okay, so Rachel's sitting in front of you right now, and she is 12 years old. Mm-hmm. What do you say? How do you prepare her for that? What okay. do we say? Well, I mean, as far as preparation, it, it's going to happen at some point. It happens to everybody. It happened to Tummy Mommy when she was 10, turning 11, getting ready to go into the sixth grade. It's not a fun time, but that's okay. You know, we'll get through it. Trust me. Everybody goes through it. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. And this is the options that it is that we have. It's going to happen for about this length of time. Um, you know, we've got these things that are called pads. This is how you use them. Some of them have wings. Mm-hmm. You put them on the inside of your underwear. That'll make sure that it keeps all the yuck off of your body. It doesn't go mm-hmm. through your pants. Um, you know, and then kind of as we figure this thing out, we'll figure out how heavy the flow is going to be or how light it's going to be. And then we'll know mm-hmm. how often we need to change the pads and things like that. But we'll make sure we keep these here for you. Um, you know, you might also experience some other 
uncomfortable things like sometimes some ladies get cramps and that's really not a fun time but you know what helps cramps chocolate that always makes you feel a little bit good there's acetaminophen in chocolate so sometimes it'll actually literally make you feel better as well as emotionally feel better and you might feel a little bit weepy sometimes that's coming up to that um it can feel like a lot but we've got these nifty little apps right now where you can track it and sometimes like even tummy mommy sometimes thinks you know yeah i'm feeling a little weird you know i feel extra weepy today oh it's probably because it's about that time that I can open that app up and sure enough it'll say yeah because mm-hmm. I'm 10 days out so it's just the awareness of and explaining how to use a what's... tampon because I was so no, afraid no, of, I was afraid not, of them not tampons I was afra- yet no, well, I don't no, no, think... no, 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 no I was afraid of them for a long time oh I mean they're nothing to be scared right, of you have you different say, ways but we're gonna different start ways. Yeah, yeah yeah we're gonna start with well, this no and then one you can work your way up but I wouldn't talk to somebody just so I was just like oh it's period time can't swim in a pool anymore like no so those are things I'm fearful of yeah. as a father of oh a daughter. Gosh, call me. Uh, it's the simple things <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, I really don't think about time when you know when we tell Rachel who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I, I struggle with the should we where she just you know you're just there as a being as, as instead of this you know there's a curtain and ladies and gentlemen right. which which the curtain is tummy mommy behind instead yeah. of it you just know? being us just spending it spending you time know? together the same way that we're around i'm not like come to mommy or anything like that I it's don't like know. say hey to miss tiffany and then as she yeah. gets older if there's questions she has i just don't want to bombard her with and listeners you're hearing this for the first time we haven't really yeah. talked about this right because i don't know it's not you know and i'm i'm more concerned about about Rachel's uh, mental health, health well-being, mm-hmm. uh, and and what's good for her. Um, there's always this fear of you know because you know it's her it's her 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 mental wellness and her what's in her best interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want her to you know. Uh, sometimes I think when you something's always been in your life, it's not as as strange or unreal. Um, but then I think through honestly, I think. When she starts being a little hateful butt, which mm-hmm. she can be, uh, the real leader that comes out of her, uh-huh. and she says, "Well, then I'm just going to go to Tummy Mommy's," mm-hmm. uh, and then my happy telling says, "Here's your Greyhound bus ticket. Get on down there." <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, so you go through those things, and you know, her, her, you know, because I've always been one that if, because I'm telling you, until she's 18, no, mm-hmm. no, That's no, fine. and I think he would say, "No, you're not coming to live with me," right. you know, uh, and she couldn't, and she wouldn't, mm-hmm. and that would not be allowed because we her 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 parents absolutely. Yeah. And no thank you. Right. <laughs> Allison's like, I'm here, I have a voice. No, she she can come visit. We're gonna but be like, nothing. she got a Greyhound ticket down here by herself, so we're gonna call your daddies and let them know where you at and this is where you're gonna stay put till they come get you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's where I look and I, I struggle with the what's the best time and uh, you know, DM, I mean send 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 Tiffany and Allison a message on this and give us your opinion on it. Yeah. Uh, slide into the DMs on this and let <laughs> us know what do you think. If you were in uh, the shoes of Rachel and us, what what, what would you want to know and when would be the right time? Mm-hmm. I mean, Rachel's five right now. Um, I think it's a little bit too young. Mm-hmm. She's really, you know, she's over the, you know, she calls me mommy sometimes just because uh-huh. it's, you know, it's what all little girls do from what I've seen yeah. with gay fathers. Um, and I just say, hi, baby. And it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a play thing we do. Yeah. She knows I'm not her mommy. Mm-hmm. She knows I didn't, she didn't come out of my tummy. I will say, I wish you had come out of my tummy. I do mm-hmm. tell her that. Mm-hmm. I love you like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And but uh, you know I I don't know what the right age will be, but part of me says even at five it's okay for her to say, hey, by the way, this this is dummy mommy, mm-hmm. just so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I guess I have this huge fear of what's that's going to be on her mental well being. Yeah, and I mean if if I may offer a suggestion, yeah. just wait until she asks. Don't just no disclosure until it's something that she's curious about. Yeah, she's not asked. She's like, who is my tummy, mommy? She's never asked no. that. And if she's not concerned with it, don't worry about it. That's not something that I think that we need to bombard her with because I feel yeah. like that will be like that's a lot a of stimulation point. and confusion. But yeah. if she starts to ask, it's still mm-hmm. okay to disclose that this is this other person in your life. How do you feel about that after you have a discussion about that? Yeah. And then in time, you know, okay, well, with time comes yeah. maturity, you know, well, how are you feeling about that? Is that something you would be open to doing or not doing? Or just yeah. are you curious? Yeah. You just want to have point. a conversation. But yeah. don't worry about you know, it right cause now. because Michael and I were in, uh, my, my, my seven-year-old, we were in Portland, Oregon, and he fell in love with this little girl. Mm-hmm. She was like 12. Fell in <laughs> love with her. And um, and it's got, this ties back into Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um and he just keeps texting her. He's not supposed to even be able to text. And uh-huh. I'm like, you're being creepy, Michael. Stop. <laughs> you know, there's, 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 you know, this is being creepy. And he's like, okay, got it. I was like, we just left her. You can't be texting her and saying, I already miss you. That's what it said. Oh, and so the next day we're sitting at a gas station heading to the airport to head back to Nashville. And he's like, I miss her so bad. I'm like, you're being creepy again. Stop it. He goes, well, I've got a problem. Uh-oh. And it's a big problem. Uh-oh. And I go, honey, it's okay. He goes, I need to tell you something. And I said, okay. He goes, I'm straight. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> had to come out. <laughs> I goes, he goes, I really, really like girls. And I said, sweetie, it's okay. I said, most little boys are straight. And you, um, you can like girls. I love you. I love you. And it's okay. Just don't be creepy. I like women's, women's, women's. Don't be that creepy guy. And, um, you know, so that was in his time. You know, I would never gone to him and say, so Micah, do you know the difference in gay and straight? I would never done that to Michael. So, um, and he came and was like, Hey, I need you to know this. Mm -hmm. So I guess with Rachel, it's probably the same way. Thank you for sharing that. Um, cause I've always had this burden of, should I tell her? But I think one day she will say, so who is Tummy Mommy? And she right. may not be 13 at that point. And I'll say, right. Tummy Mommy's Tiffany. Mm-hmm. You want? Do you want to go meet her? Yeah. And she says, yeah. So say, okay, then let's, I'm going to call her right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's probably the best route. I'll, of course, I have to talk to Greg about it. That's right. not, Greg, when you're listening to this, I have not made a decision. No you know, decision. I made fast, no I made decisions fast decisions, But I have not made a decision for this family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. that's a cool perspective. Don't, don't make it a thing until uh, it's a thing. And, and thank I, you for joining the counseling session with Brian and <laughs> Tiffany and Tommy <laughs> today. Yeah, yeah, totally. and I think that like I really love the fact that you write to her mm-hmm. in those journals, and and I have not read them. Really? Nope. I refuse. See, and I feel I'm, I'm like I want to read them. Nope. And so occasionally I'll be like, "Can I read something?" And she'll be like, "Yeah, what does is not bother me." I, um, I won't. I think it is but, so personal. But those mm-hmm. those journals have really helped develop our relationship too. Uh, our journals, be- not Rachel's journals. No, Rachel's journal to begin with, because mm-hmm. uh, that's actually, oh, uh, and I don't know if you know this or not, but I saw, I went to Huntsville and saw Tiffany when we were first dating, and she was writing in a journal, I was like, what are you doing? She said, writing in a journal, and I was like, 
<laughs> I gathered that. She said, well, I'm writing to Rachel, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, why? Like, I, she doesn't know yet or anything. Mm-hmm. And she was like, just so that she knows kind of mm-hmm. uh, who I am and, you know, what my life was like and stuff like that. And I was like, holy crap, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, my communication, and uh, especially when it comes towards uh, feelings, not very good at it. So I was like, I'm going to steal this idea, and every time I see Tiffany, I'm going to write down how I was feeling and how it made me feel. Uh, It's the first way that I told her that I loved her, uh, and it's actually how I proposed to her, too. I wrote this whole long thing in the same journal. Mm -hmm. We still have it. We go back and reread it on occasion and stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, when we utilize it more now for (laughs) therapy more than anything to... Because uh, a lot of the times I don't know why I'm feeling the way that I am or why I reacted mm-hmm. a certain way. And to be able to write it down helps me figure that out. And we'll write back and forth to each other in these journals. Mm-hmm. And so I initially got the idea from her writing to Rachel. Or Rachel, yeah. So, Who uh, knew? Right? <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, for me, uh, while, again, you have never said I couldn't read them. Mm-hmm. You've never put a limitation on that. Mm-hmm. I just feel that it is such a private thing between you and her mm-hmm. that it's none of my business. Yeah. And sometimes little girls just need their secrets. Yeah. And um, I have not opened one. Uh, they We have a big box in the, in the basement that says Rachel's Memories. Mm-hmm. And it's in that box. And, uh, and she will get those when she's, you know, if she were to, if she were going through a rough time, I'd, I'd definitely do it. But my, yeah. my, my plan is that when she's 18, mm-hmm. uh, to, to let her read those. But if she hits a hard time when she's 12 or 13 and needs a little bit of whatever, support, you know, yeah. we just don't know. You don't know what any child's going to go through yeah. in life. And, um, and I don't think it'll be because of, of our, of mine and your and everything relationship. I think it'll just be because it's who she is and, mm-hmm. you know, and every child goes through those things. Yep. So, yeah. And sometimes, honestly, like, I don't even know, like, what to write. You know, sometimes it'll just be like, oh, well, I think about this. And the format of these over the years have changed so much because this is, this will be the third book, I think. Mm. Um so and just the format like before I remember they were very like verbose you know entries that would come in about whatever was going on or just my hopes and aspirations for the future very like romanticized and then you know just of course anytime that I would ever get to see Rachel it would always be like a recount of this and this and this or something funny happens it's something like that and now I've kind of changed the formatting again to where I'm just like I step away from this very often so if I can commit to just writing in it like daily even if it's just a page then you know it'll just be a page and sometimes it's insightful or what happened that day or what's on my heart or whatever yeah. so she's done a good job of of writing in it uh <clears throat> nightly whether it's just a page or longer mm-hmm. uh, and she's been keeping to that schedule pretty well yeah so if yeah. you think that if Rachel could sit in front of you right now and ask you one question I know what the question would be what do you think what do you think be? the question would be oh I'm glad he asked you this and not me. See, and I, like, what am I presuming that she knows or understands at the time? I know exactly what she would ask you. Exactly. And you will never guess it. Probably not. No. What? I don't don't know. Do you like Michael Jackson? That's what she would ask you. (laughs) She would ask you if you like Michael Jackson. She is a huge Michael Jackson fan, and that's all she cares about. She 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 wouldn't ask you know, you know what do you like? She'd be like, do you like Michael Jackson? Jackson? So put that in your journals. What you think about Michael Jackson? Because she's gonna want to know that. 
<laughs> I mean, she wants to know if you like Billie Jean or Beat It better. Oh, okay. And do you think Weird Al, Weird Al Yankovic actually does good spoofs on Michael Jackson songs? I think that Weird I, that's, Al is that's, I mean, that's the warmth. You know how warm Tiffany one. is? That That's where she and Rachel have some things in common. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I love Weird Al. I love him so much. Also, Richard Cheese. I don't know that one. Oh, you gotta Me find either. Richard Cheese. <laughs> Do you like ranch dressing? No. Okay. Yes. She eats Sorry, not ranch <laughs> by the tub, and it's so disgusting. I agree. She um, can come hang out at our house, and I'll eat all the ranch with her. Do you like spicy food? Yes. Okay, because she loves spicy food. Like, mm-hmm. I have zero tolerance, mm-hmm. but the girl too. will walk a mile. We went to New York in Times Square, and she sent me out for hot Cheetos. They don't sell hot Cheetos yes. in New York City. So what, they got Takis? Uh, well, she didn't get hot Cheetos, and you, uh, she about didn't sleep Ooh, with me. Yeah, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, she... Um, Loves hot Cheetos. She's a huge cuddler. Like I call her my kidneys mm-hmm. because she sleeps in my kidneys every night. Oh, um, I love. I know you're not supposed to co-sleep, but I do. I love. She. She's a good little cuddler. Um, I got in last night from Seattle really late, and I jumped in bed with her. She was already in my bed, um, <laughs> and you know her breath smelled so horrible, but I loved it. Oh, you know, it's like your breath smells so like your butt, and I love it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So uh, you know, she's just. Uh, She's uh, she's truly one of the most hilarious. She um, took uh, at the mermaid breakfast last week. She took like four hundred photos, <laughs> and um, she wanted to show Michael the photos. And so mm-hmm. she said, um, "Hey, uh, can you uh, give me your phone so I can show Michael all the photos I took at the mermaid breakfast?" I said, "I'm sorry, sweetie. I already put them up in the cloud. Mm-hmm. They're not on my phone." And she goes, "So you want God to see them?" Mm-hmm. And so you know she, you know, so Michael had to explain to her what the cloud was, and you know, and and she's just, I mean, seven-year-old tech guru. Okay. Yeah, she's hilarious. Texting so. and explaining the cloud. Yeah. Michael. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Those little humans are so precious. And it just makes, I mean, if I think of a bad day, if I think of anything that makes me sad, I'm just like, those little babies are just being like cuddled and loved on. And right. I can just fall asleep just thinking about that. Yeah. And it's really interesting. What made you decide to go with a stranger instead of somebody that you all knew? We had friends offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, we want to be a part of this journey for you guys. There's just something about that weirdness, though, of mm-hmm. being... I'm actually closer to you than any of them, mm-hmm. honestly, now. Mm-hmm. So with hindsight, uh, you know, that would have made sense because I look at the three or four women who were like, we want to do this for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not as close to them as I am you or to right. stay in touch with them like I, I should. Uh, but... Um, what was the original question? I just totally lost my brain. <laughs> what made you choose to go with someone that you didn't know um, versus someone that you Yeah, it's just that weirdness factor of, you know, do I want to show up at a mall in Nashville and they see us? I, you know, I, it's just, you know, weird. And um, I, I, I think the initial intention was that we wouldn't really have a relationship. I mean, we talked about having a relationship about it, and I, I thought we would, but you just never know. Mm-hmm. You know, if you'd be like, yeah, screw this. I don't want to go anywhere, but well, we've just kept it going. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that. <laughs> and people always ask me, too, like, was it somebody that you knew? And no. And they're just like, well, how could you do that for a stranger? And I'm just like... I don't, I don't know how to explain these feelings to you that I get, but when I know a good person, I know a good person, and they mm. were good people, and my heart, like, enveloped them, and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It might not make sense family. to you, and that's okay. 
No, I don't think that people from the outside viewing your relationship can ever fully understand. Uh-huh. Myself included. Like, I feel very blessed to be a part of this now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can't understand y'all's relationship because I wasn't a part of that. Mm-hmm. So, as <clears throat> being an outsider on this relationship, and kind of tonight's the night that this all came together for you because you've heard now both sides of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you learn tonight that you didn't know or what ahas have you had uh, even about Tiffany that um, that you've kind of learned tonight, Allison? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, I think it's more a realization than a, than learning as far as, like, how much you've grown since Rachel has been born. Mm-hmm. And I think um, having more awareness of that that was your turning point in your life where mm-hmm. you set those boundaries and this was when you really became independent and started developing who you are now mm-hmm. um and that's that's pretty freaking cool uh so i think that that's that's the main thing that i've gained from that and also hearing your side of you know because i was always interested to to hear what you thought or what your thoughts were about me coming into y'all's family mm-hmm. now and uh what your first impressions were what were your worries what were your concerns and i think some of those have have been spoken about now because cool. i was just I was real nervous to meet you guys because she had just talked about y'all in such glorious fashion. And they're the most precious human beings ever. They'll be like, oh, great. You want some love? I got some for you. See, and she was telling me today, she was like, I wish that I could text Brian this often every day. And I was like, but if you did, it wouldn't necessarily Mm -hmm. be as special. She was like, well, I will tell you through this podcast, I've got to know you, Allison, because you were so quiet through the whole process of the marriage and you know you were kind of like the you know the family coming in for the weekend and you know and it was like oh, wow she's just really quiet and then listen to the podcast I'm like she's hawking hilarious <laughs> and you know you could lead a conversation and we don't have notes in here y'all mm-hmm. we're just talking and there's a process in the story here and everybody just know and, and then watching this listen to this podcast with you guys because I'm a huge fan of the pod um, and listen to how y- your personality comes in and how funny and how witty you are and just how adorable you are and how you guys play <laughs> off of each other it really you know it got to because i was thinking okay so tiffany married this really shy girl is what i was thinking well, i didn't mm-hmm. did and not like, i did not like you no but i'm very reserved mm-hmm. uh and not on the podcast or not well that's because it gives me the ability to just because she's at, at home with no pants yeah on. usually i'm sitting at home with no pants on talk just talking we don't have pants on right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm in uh, full drag <laughs> <laughs> and you said you didn't have any heels at home. What a liar. So, I don't know. Like, it, until I get to know you a little bit better, until I feel 100% comfortable, um, I want to you to just get what I give you. Mm-hmm. And you get little pieces uh, until I feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And because of the, the way that we met and, like, the days, I felt like it wasn't really... It was more about y'all's relationship, and I wanted to see y'all's dynamic mm-hmm. versus me speaking and making an impression or anything anything like that. So I wanted to see how she reacted and related to you and how y'all interacted throughout the day days. So yeah. And so watching tonight, what have you learned about the two of us and our relationship? Uh, y'all... Like, I knew y'all were close, but I think it's it's really hit more home how close y'all are and what kind of bond you have and how that just time and distance isn't gonna Mm-mm. make that go away. It's like, as soon as y'all see each other, you just pick up right where you left off. 
So. I know. Brian hugs are the best hugs. They are. They're the best. Because <clears throat> I got boobies. <laughs> I got See, that's boobies. why Tiffany gives the best hugs. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, I got man boobs. So the best hugger in the world needed another hugger, and there she found her best hug in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love him a lot. Yeah. I love you a lot. I love you a lot. And if y'all wanted another baby, I would give you another one. Uh, Honey, I have my tubes tied. (laughs) 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 Let's make a baby. (laughs) If it were, you know, if if I were a lot younger again, but, you know, I'm Uh in my late 40s now, and Mm -hmm. these little shits wear me Uh out. We've got four dogs. We got the kids just two brand new dogs. Mm-hmm. We lost two dogs this summer. I know. Uh, and and, and uh, <laughs> she is um, when we got the uh, she's a cat girl. Uh-huh. So Rachel loves her cats. Don't know where she got that from. Loves cats. And so <laughs> uh, when I told Michael that we were going to go get two new dogs because we had two dogs that just literally died on a pillow in front of us. It was a sad, mm. sad summer for us. And I told Mike Michael I said, um, hey. Uh, we're going to go get two new dogs. And so he's like, can I tell Rachel? And so we go to tell her and she's like, no, <laughs> I don't want any dogs. I want cats. So, you know, Aww. she, uh, you know, she, um, she does, she's a, a cat girl. Um, I don't and understand that. You, what'd you say? I don't understand that. Yeah, she loves cat people it. in general. I'm, I, 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 I don't, don't, I don't get. get it. She'll pick up the cat, the cat, and the our, and the cat bites. It was a rescue too, uh, and she'll pick up the dogs by their you know their necks and just sling them around and and you know and now she's she loves them to death, but. Uh, she's a, a big, big animal lover. Yeah, big animal she lover. That lines that. up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, where this cat relationship goes if it stops biting me or not. Right. So, yeah. Hmm. Time will tell. Stay tuned yeah. for the chronicles of Kitty and Rachel. <laughs> yeah. What uh? What other new things have you learned from sitting here and talking to us? Um. Uh, again, I, I think that's just see the health in your relationship, um, and and you hear it on the podcast, um, and it is so um, it's so authentic. Um, uh, it's seeing your love languages in action, how you touch this entire time while you're sitting here in your underwear, uh, so awkwardly <laughs> with me right now. Uh, put your bra back on. Um, you know, uh, you know. Are you talking to me or Tiffany? Both of you. <laughs> both of you. Um, and seeing, um, uh, I'm glad to know that this little lady who I love so much here, this little mocha gift from God, has someone who loves her so much. Mm. And I see that because, uh, two, uh, some of it's self serving because I don't want her living with me one day when, you know, she's like, she comes to my house right, and yeah. now I've got Tiffany living with me. So you now help you that. So you get, and Rachel, and it'll yeah. be right around puberty yeah, time. Too. Totally. So here's my period. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this has wings. Um, and so, you know, having that confidence to go, okay, this is not just some podcast uh, drama that they're putting on. The relationship is real. Um, and, uh, the fact that you, uh, I think you celebrate that she's done this. It makes me feel good that you, um, this was part of your story and the tapestry of who you are to love her more. Mm-hmm. The fact that my family is part of the reason you love her and the fact that you started journaling and that helped your relationship through, again, my family. That's, that's really cool. Right. So yeah, yeah. those were great things to learn. <laughs> I just want to weep. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. 
I just feel really emotional just in general, but it's like just well, such that's good. As soon as you get around like, no Brian every time, you always cry. feel you that just way. You want to cry. Yeah. But like in I the best way so possible. I know. Well, it's funny because I took her, um, I took her to, a, I do a lot of speaking also. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I do some keynote work and everything. And I took her with me to something and actually got her up and, and you know introduced her to the audience. And the audience was like, oh my gosh, that's really the biological mother, you know. And, and you can see the audience actually so celebrated this. I got so many hugs that day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you told the whole story. Yes. Yeah, that's um, really cool. Yeah. Have you guys considered like doing that we have. on a? Yeah, uh, you know my life is so crazy right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be really hard for me to, but uh, you know she's so good on stage. Um, I think we'd have an amazing, uh, amazing story to tell. Right. Um, I always want our story to be one of encouragement for others, and yes. especially those who've made it to the all the way to the end of the podcast, of uh, both episodes, <laughs> um, to know that there's hope, right. and that if you're in a miserable place in life, and I'm not saying you know we've talked about renaissances in this um, in this podcast, we've talked about rising out of the ashes of of sadness or whatever family relationships you have, whatever you're going through right now as you're listening to this, uh, and it, a surrogacy is not or a baby's not a fix for for mm-hmm. you. Mm-mm. But there is a fix, um, and you just have to find that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those fixes happen in the most unlikely zones of life. Mm-hmm. And we never expected Tiffany's to be in this zone of life, right. that she would find her renaissance. Um, and uh, your renaissance is there. Um, you know, you're listening to this podcast because you're like, oh, these two people are in love, and it makes me want to have that kind of love. Um, well, you got to start loving yourself first. Yeah, and we went through a lot of stuff. Yeah. Before we got to this oh, point, yeah. too. And you got to listen. There's one episode where you talk about, you know, like making sure that everything that you did for Allison was to make sure she's protected. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and you talked about conversations that didn't threaten mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 and how your word choices are so important. So you know, you're struggling in a relationship and you just listen through those things and learn through that. Uh, your renaissance will come. You just don't know what it is. Right. Uh, you just have to be open to the renaissance. And I think that's, I don't think that Tiffany. I don't think you thought, hey, I'm going to be a changed woman after this journey. No, um, not at all. But the changes came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just have to be receptive and open right. to it. Yeah, because she's not the same. And that's why I asked that question at the beginning of episode one is, how would you describe yourself in three words? Mm-hmm. Because now that we've gone through this journey together, the three words that I would have described you as was unhappy, mm-hmm. um, um, uh Guarded, oh, yeah. guarded mm-hmm. heavily, and intelligent. Those would be like three words. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that intelligence would come through in so many other ways. Mm-hmm. And then when I think about now, and even from when you know when we went through the get out of me, get out of me, I'm having a baby now. <laughs> uh, and from that point on, you know, the three words are just like, wow, wow, and wow. I just <laughs> look at, you know, look at what you know you've gone through and you're now in this love of your life and it's just like oh, I wish this for every person mm-hmm. I really do yeah and um, I'm not saying go have a baby for somebody no, I'm no. just saying go find your happiness right yeah. whatever it is yeah I love that I just want to cry I just- <laughs> <laughs> I just feel so good. Your energy just always feels so good. Like I'm tired. If I could find a pillowcase big enough to kidnap you, I swear. Like uh, she called me big just now. She called me fat. No, I didn't call you fat. I just think I know pillowcases you fit in. You also like nine feet tall. I can't yeah. fit any of our standard pillowcases. If it makes you feel any better, I've well, that's tried. Good. I've tried. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You do fit in like the home decor size Ross bag though. She will that's, fit in one of those. Yeah, that, that's true. She got, she was like, you should sit in that. And I'm like, okay. 
And yeah. then I did, and so she you, took a picture. You scroll so on the go. Instagram feed, and you find that little gem for yourself. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, I like to put myself on small things, like little tiny rocking horses uh, in places, or like the the rides that you put the quarters in that you can ride oh. in front of like the grocery store or whatever. I, I really like to to sit on those. I like it when she cooperates and holds tiny things because her hands are small. And, she and small. my hands, hands are, are oh, they tiny are cute. little baby hands. But, uh, They're so but cute and bony. They <laughs> are. And, and I always, my hands are always in a natural like piano resting position oh. because, you know, my mom plays piano. I grew up playing piano and so that's just my natural resting position. Like if I'm sitting, it's like this and she calls them Barbie hands. And, and like she'll just place in pins in them and oh, all sorts of things. Little voodoo. It tickles doll. me. <clears throat> she just holds it. She just grabs it. It's like a chameleon. Like I love oh, it. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is what is Tiffany's most annoying? Because I want to see. There's a. I want to see if Rachel does this. Oh. What is the thing that annoys you most about Tiffany? Just a behavior, not like you know a big picture thing, but just like a tiny behavior. Like Greg leaves the bathroom lights on, and that drives me nuts all the time. I hate lights. I'm a vampire. Um, are there little things that just drive you nuts about her? So many little things that I do that drive her nuts. Um, <laughs> I can interrupt you and tell you what those things are. <laughs> no, no. Uh, one of the things that drives me nuts, I already told you guys I really like to sleep, mm-hmm. is if I'm like tired, she will do whatever she can. Oh dear Lord. To it like is try to wake me up or like she, and she thinks it's funny. You hear her laughing now. That's exactly what she does oh, no. when we're alone. And That's she thinks it's funny, almost to the verge, like, I'm on the verge of almost tears because I'm so tired and just so sleepy. I'm like, please just leave me alone. <laughs> and she's over here like, no, honey, 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 honey. And then, like, she'll poke me or, and, and a lot of times she'll just pinch or me. Or tickle you. Yeah, she, she just, just okay. Yeah. Well, Rachel's a micro sleeper, so she'll go two hours and she's happy. <laughs> she's always happy. Yeah. And, you know, and, and she's learned, though, to when the, the first thing in the morning just to lay there and be quiet. And But the second someone moves, I mean, she's like, good morning, sunshine. Oh, my and God. Yeah. It starts the poking yep. and all wake that. Wake up, yeah. wake up. Yeah, she, she had to rein that in a bit because she pops hey. out of bed and, like, all – she's, like, freaking Snow White because – well, the chocolate version of Snow White – Chocolate white. She, <laughs> chocolate white. Like, what is the opposite of snow that's dark? What would that be? Milk chocolate. She's no, that's like... not the opposite of snow, though. That, what's a dark version of snow? Ashes? No, it's not cold. See? Anyway, Anyway, sorry. We're, it's, it's not working out for us. White people, we're ruining it. Uh, totally. So, But she pops up out of bed, like all the birds are singing that's, along with her. And she's just happy. And meanwhile, it mm-hmm. takes me a while to wake up. Like, how you met me when I was just reserved. Like, imagine that times, like, a thousand. That's me in the mornings. Like, don't talk to me until I've had some coffee for at least 30 minutes. And I'm like, that's fine. I know you're grumpy. I'll go make you coffee. And she just sings <laughs> all the time. Everything. Hmm. And that's not annoying. Uh, it's just a, that's She's just, just what she does. She's just for it. Uh, I, I can't think of... Other than she likes the house to be absolutely pristine. And I like and to pest her. She, she, she's the biggest pest. That's why I think she and my dad get along so well, because yeah. they are both just the most, like... Poke, I, poke, 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 poke. They We're will. The they person. will. It's they great. love to just annoy the shit out of people. And I'm <laughs> over here like, oh my God, me and my mom. So we play, <laughs> we play spades together. And Tiffany and my dad are partners, and me and my mom are partners. And Tiffany just eggs him on. Mm-hmm. And my mom and I are sitting over here ready to, like, pull our hair out. We're like, are y'all going to play or not? That's my best friend. I love him. I will always support all of his stupid, stupid stuff that he likes to do. Always. Uh, yeah. Ride or die. 
Yeah, so yeah, I see where Rachel got that from then because she's identical with that. You guys totally have in common there. Um, um, she's not like super competitive though. No. Um, oh. Whereas like I'm the opposite. Like we go bowling yeah. and I'm like, I'm going to beat it you. It depends on the activity. There are some things that I am very competitive at, but it's the things that I know that I'm good at. And if I'm not so great at them... I'm just not so great. I can I can admit that. Mm. But anything like athletic, nah. Hmm. But sometimes when we go like bowling, sometimes axe throwing, yes. Shooting guns, yes. Anything with a target. That's true. Games, That's true. especially with other couples involved, because I want to oh. beat the brakes off of them. Yes. yes. <laughs> I get I get too intense when it comes to games. Like we were playing catchphrase with some some friends of ours, and like we were not communicating well that night. And uh, I just kept getting so angry. I was like, we have to win. And she's like, it's just a game. We're going to take a break. And I was like, no, we have to get through this slump. Like, that's not. I was like, I'm not going to do this with you. Are you a good swimmer? Yes. I love to swim. Rachel is a freaking fish. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's scary. I, 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 I would never do this. Hear me clearly. Don't call Department of Children's Services on me. <laughs> but if there was an emergency, I could leave both of my children in a pool and they could save every person in that pool. Mm-hmm. They are amazing. And she loves the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try mm-hmm. to get her, you know, that, you know, with all those beads, you can't put a swim cap over it. Mm-hmm. She's a wiggler when she sleeps, so we can't do the whole silk sheets, which y'all talked about silk mm-hmm. sheets, mm-hmm. all this stuff. We tried silk sheets, all that stuff. But, you know, she just loves getting in that water and going. We try to put the, the, the swim cap on her. Doesn't work at all. Um, but girl can swim mm-hmm. flat out. She can stay underwater for hours. <laughs> Not literally. But it feels like for hours. And you're like, mm-hmm. come up and breathe, little yep. fish. Um, so, yeah. So y'all have the swimming thing in common. The, sl- uh, the being annoying sleeper in common. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Trying to think of other things that <laughs> I would ask. But, yeah. That's so funny. But yeah, I think the only other thing that I can think of uh, is just the cleaning. She likes everything to have its own space and super organized. And And I was not that way when I was little. That didn't. I did not have that feel. Like I just got like I was an adult one day, and I was just like everything needs to have a place. I think that's more of it was something you could control when you can control it. It was a coping mechanism. Like it got to the point where anxiety would get to be so bad, I'd be like, I can clean and organize. Mm -hmm. She she hides things. Mm. Um, I she, used to do that too. Uh, so I, I had taken a ton of, I do a lot of video and photography yeah. work, and I had taken mountains of video on this humongous mini SD card for my mm-hmm. camera, and it probably had, oh gosh, you know, uh, almost one terabyte of video that was very important for a project I was working on. And that little shit took and <laughs> hit it in the air conditioned duct in the living room. What? <laughs> and luckily, you know how when you look down at an air-conditioned vent, there's a bend in yeah. it, mm-hmm. and it was in the bend of that, and she would not tell us where it was at. And I was I was literally to the point, and to my day, and in this building we're in right now in Nashville, there's a hard drive that says, um, Rachel's stolen <laughs> SD card. Because <laughs> when I found it, I backed it up immediately on that hard drive that's oh back there gosh. in the office. So, yeah, she I likes to hide stuff. Uh, really annoying uh, really, really, really annoying. She uh, makes weird noises a lot of the times, just for no reason. Just random, random screaming. Random oh, screaming. I hate the random screaming. <laughs> she'll just all of a sudden she'll be in screaming. the bathroom. I'll be in the other side of the house, and I'll hear ah. 
Yeah. <laughs> for no, I'm like, oh my god, are you okay? And she's like, I just, I'm yeah. fine. I go to her and I say, is somebody bleeding? <laughs> is there snot? I mean, is there blood? Is there pee? Is there snot? No, she just likes to scream. Then why are you screaming? Because it's fun. fun. It's a fun time for her. I like it. See? Trust me. Okay. Well, there's another one. There you go. Trust me not. So there's three things Um, in common. Spicy food. We talked about that Spicy food. Yeah. And hot cheese. And the hair. Their hair is very similar. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really seeing... I think hers may be a little bit more ringlety than... Oh, no. You remember how it was... When she was born, how I had it, it was really, really like I don't know what yeah, was going on. If she, if she gets right out of the shower, hers is. You had a lot of broken too. hair that day. I mean, like all this was broken hair mm-hmm. when she was yeah. born. Her her hair has gotten a lot more healthy. Yeah, it has. But yeah, like she she has ringlet curls when she gets out of the shower. Yeah, but it gets really hair. tight. But she, again, she and it's cannot, tight. Yeah, she, hers gets really tight. But you know, you can you can find the th- the threads between the hair. You know, yeah. she can have. She just wants really long hair. Yep. And yes, something you, we had to ask some uh, African American girlfriends of ours. It's like, at what point can you start straightening the hair? I didn't realize that, especially when you have an interracial family like yeah. ours. Uh-huh. You know, it's 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 racially insensitive for us to go and have our hair straightened and have her show up at kindergarten with you know this long hair. Yeah. Uh, and I was reading a, a story on Instagram of a, of a of a female of color who had straightened her and boy the 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 backlash they came out for yeah. her. Oh my. Uh, you could google it. I mean it's all over. See, um, and that's something like that I we kind of spoke a little bit on in an earlier episode that I just didn't understand mm-hmm. all of it and it's something I wasn't aware of whether it was privilege or just ignorance. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I've learned a lot just by being with her. I'm like, hey, is this okay to say? <laughs> Can I say this? Uh, would this be? Our-? And she'd be, she'll she'll tell me straight up. She's like, yeah. no, that's no, that's racist. That's racist. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, Don't my bad. Mm-hmm. See, this is why I, I I run things by you before I say <clears> them. <throat> yeah. Yeah. People are very intrigued by our family, you know, because mm-hmm. they see these two. I remember, go oh, gosh, y'all going into the black hair store as a white bald man. Oh. They're like, are you driving a white serial killer van? <laughs> I mean, you feel like a creeper going in there. And like, you, and there's a place here in Nashville that I love. Mm-hmm. And I love buying beads. I love buying, I'm the person who buys all the hair supplies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you talking about the judgment that comes oh, through. It's like, I've here comes this that. white bald man coming and buying stuff in here. And uh, <laughs> I, I love the that. hair supply stores. <clears throat> I could spend hours in the hair store. So anytime anybody on Facebook starts making fun of all the hair stores on certain streets, I'm like, mm-hmm. stop it. <laughs> They're blessings from God. Right? I love them. Um, but, you know, you get a lot of looks. Yeah. Uh, you know, being in the South is weird, being mm-hmm. a two two guys, and our children are very obviously of color. You know, mm-hmm. they are clearly, you would think they were more right. uh, black than they were white. Right. Um, and but but the joy of you know we live next door to um, uh, you know people that don't vote like us people that don't look like us mm-hmm. but they love our family mm-hmm. and right. I think and, you know y'all are in the south also and I'm sure there's listeners who are not in the south and you're thinking oh my gosh how do y'all live in the mm-hmm. south it's amazing the kindness you get in the south oh, yeah. yeah um and the people who you know they, they do do the whole you know like our children both have our uh, our last name as their last name is my last name mm-hmm. and then their middle names are Greg's last name. Mm-hmm. Okay. That way, when we go through security, 
you know, they see that Both name names. and go, whether Greg's with them or I'm with them, they're like, there's a commonality mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it's weird. This is what the discrimination you, and I, I appreciate this discrimination on this one. I travel with our nanny often and mm-hmm. she's in her twenties mm-hmm. and then I've got this child of color and then I'm this older in this forties white guy and people think I'm trafficking them. Oh, um, wow. yeah. And, you know, I was sitting there, we went to, but we travel a lot, you know, uh, Rachel's seen the world. I, I will lose her to the beach one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, she loves the Virgin Islands. She loves going down on sailboats. Uh, your, ch- your child has an amazing <laughs> life. Uh, uh, both of them are little hotel snobs. They want room service. Oh, of course. We've raised complete snobs. I'm sorry. <laughs> get over it. I love it. Um, and so, you know, we travel a lot. And so mm-hmm. our last trip, I took she and the nanny with me to Chicago and the looks you get, you know, and security looked at, at Rachel and said, what is your name? Mm-hmm. And she was like, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Was like, and who is this man? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is my daddy. <laughs> yeah. That's my poppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then who is she? That's my nanny. That's mm-hmm. my best friend, my nanny. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, to see, you know, what TSA's thinking of that. And I appreciate it because there's people who traffic <clears throat> right. people. And that's oh something gosh. that, you know, you, you y'all mm-hmm. don't have to deal with out there in the listener world. We, we deal with it. Right. You know, when you go to a, to Cracker Barrel to eat or wherever, and everybody looks at you. You know, and then there's also this whole, um, you talk about the nod mm-hmm. in one of your episodes, uh-huh. the nod. <laughs> yep. There's also this whole piece of like, most of it's old white women. Uh-huh. They come out of the way to come to you and say, your children are beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad y'all are doing this. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other side of people of color that look and they're not nice. Mm-hmm. They're not happy that there is a two white men with two children of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sit in a, a very tight spot. Right. And all I know to do is just let people have their stories mm-hmm. and let them have the, because I think life is, we're too easy to get offended by everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think sometimes you just have to let people be where they are. Right. Love them where they are. Let them ask those weird questions. Like people ask us all the time, you know, are they real brother and sister? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, of course they're brother and sister, but they mean, are they biologically, biologically tied? Related. But why mm-hmm. should I make them feel bad right. about that? Right. Yeah, you know, and why asking should... about conception just in general, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that and... was a really squeaky question we got a lot. <clears throat> says, well, who's sperm? I'm just like, excuse me. It's your business. It's no one's business. <laughs> right. Um, and, um, you know, so people ask, and that's why I always go from a place, especially in our unique family relationship, of, of just meeting people where they are. Because mm-hmm. I think people are really asked questions from good places. Yep. And, and don't be so offended by it. Mm-hmm. I think if the world had more of that, of, you know, when people say, hey, are they, are they real brother and sister? I'm like, you would think they were, you know, because right. that's what they're asking. Mm-hmm. They right. look just alike. Right. I know, but her mother is African American and the father is white. Mm-hmm. Michael's just the opposite, uh-huh. you know, and they're like, oh, okay, you know. And, and we have a chance every relationship we have with someone, any encounter we have with someone, mm-hmm. we can either endear them or repel them. Right. And so I always want to make sure our family is one that endears people, right. that say, wow. These are good parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want every person of color, if you're, you know, as you look at our family in public, and and you want to be judgmental. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll ask me questions. We can talk about it. Right. Uh, you know, if you're a, a again the older white lady who comes up and is like, y'all are doing such a great job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. Just mm-hmm. keep on. So, you know, it's intriguing being a a gay father. We're still an anomaly right now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, one day we'll listen to this and go, that was hilarious. That that was right. a little piece right. of time. That we hope thought this was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, we have a very unique family, and I wouldn't change it for the world. And uh, we 
uh, will continue to chicken farm and pig farm and <laughs> raise vegetables on the farm and, and and let the kids learn from it. And, you know, it's funny because Rachel, you'll say, where is she? And she's out in the farm somewhere mm-hmm. running around. And that's the joy of living out in the country. Is you can I just know, like wearing her little flower girl dress outside in the mud. Running around with the pigs yeah. uh-huh. before yeah. our wedding. I remember that. That was great. We've got great We've pictures. got great pictures of it. Yeah. That's a side story. Yeah. We had to tell all the wedding guests, it's like, you only have so much time. We're going to feed the pigs. And once we feed the pigs, y'all have got to get to your cars because you only have like 20 minutes. You got to make a break for and it. And then they're going to come and the pigs are going to want you to pet them. And all y'all's clothes are going to get mixed and up. And all the pigs had just had piglets. Well, the, you had piglets too, so we had like the little yeah. bacon. Greg bits. called them bacon bits. Bacon bits. <laughs> bacon bits. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's our life, and that's my little redneck kid's life, and you know, to raise two little rednecks who, you know, don't look at little brown little redneck country accents and and all. Mm, so I love it. Yeah, it's precious. Thank you for letting me. Brian, so. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited yeah. that we finally had a chance to get yes. this down somewhere. And eventually, when you're able to carve out some more space, we can do some more things that are like this. Because, of course, this is a cause that's, like, super close to both of our hearts. Yeah. Duh. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like in one of Tiffany's many things that I would like to do, I would like to work alongside families or, you know, work as kind of a broker between IPs and surrogates and things like that. So and like then a maybe surrogacy advocate or something advo- like that. Advocation, yeah. um, or even like education, okay. you know, just doing kind of like a, we're going to do like a one-on-one depending on what state you're in. We are pretty familiar with Alabama adoption laws and things like that. So you make your connection the same way that you would do a lunch and learn like in a mm-hmm. brokerage only it's with people that would be involved with surrogacy and yeah. what that looks like for them so i think that you would do a really good job with that uh and i think that that's something that you could start like immediately mm-hmm. <clears throat> well i think that parents should hire you to prep the bio moms yeah because oh, you, yeah that would be awesome. I, I, and there's a bunch of wealthy people who are going through surrogacy Mm -hmm. who want that extra piece. And I look and say, gosh, if I had someone like this to say, here, it's my job to take your surrogate and speak with them about this is the way this works. Mm -hmm. And if you want to have, listen to this podcast, and if you want to have this relationship one day, that's Mm -hmm. healthy. And if you want to be happy on the other side of this, and I'm going to help you get to it. And right. if you can come up with a system for that, because there is a system to it. Oh, yeah. I think it would be amazing. Oh, it's something yeah. the world needs. Oh, yeah. But All right. So <laughs> you guys are going to have to pardon us while job, we work but, on our yeah. <laughs> new business plan. Let me get that in the notebook. <laughs> Thank you, Brian, so much for coming and doing this with us. I love you with all of my heart. Y'all are sweet as honey. I just love y'all. <laughs> sweet as honey. Did you see what he did there? Um, speaking of which. Um, yeah, speaking of which, you guys, please do continue to like, comment, subscribe, and rate us um, wherever you listen to podcasts. Write us rate a you five long... stars. Five, five stars. Five stars, stars or don't do it. Five, five stars. stars or don't. Five stars and, and write us a review about it, what you think, Yeah, as long as it's good. And you can hear us in both ears now. Yes. Oh. You can hear some, it's been fixed. my person that was, I was like, like one of your podcasts. You know it's only a mono, right? I can only hear it out the left ear. It's not like my kid's in the back seat. And I was like, whoa, whoa, okay. Let me, I, I got you. So now that we it's definitely deserve five stars now. an area of opportunity. I got it. Five it's, stars. It's fine. It's five fine. stars. It's fine. I got it. So yeah, five stars. Now that you can hear us out of both ears. And that's two and a half stars per side. <laughs> the point is. We really, really enjoy that you guys love what we put out here, and we really do have such a good time doing this podcast. So until next time, we love you guys, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye.